Good morning. We're going to begin with uh, chapter 8, or I'm sorry, chapter 18 of the, uh, the book of John this morning. And it's somewhat divided into, I guess you could say, four sections, um, or actually five. The beginning is the arrest of Christ. Then you have the, the his first trial, and then uh, or the first Jewish trial, the second Jewish trial, the first Roman trial, and then the beginning of the second Roman trial. So let's just start by uh, we'll read through the chapter real quick. <clears throat> Starting in verse 1, when Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Cedron, Cedron, where was a garden into, into which he entered and his disciples. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place, for Jesus often resorted there with his disciples. Jesus then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, came with lanterns and torches and weapons. Jesus therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Who seek ye? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus saith unto them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. As soon then as he had said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. Then asked he them again, Whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. If therefore ye seek me, let these go their way. That the saying might be fulfilled which he spake, Of them which thou gavest me have I lost none. Then Peter then Simon Peter having a sword drew having a sword drew it and smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Then said Jesus unto Peter, Put up thy sword into the sheath. The cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? Then the band and the captain and officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him and led him away to Annas first, for he was the father-in-law to Caiaphas, which was the high priest that same year. Now Caiaphas was he which gave counsel to the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. That disciple was known unto the high priest and went in with Jesus into the palace of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door without. Then went out that other disciple, which was known unto the high priest, and spake unto her that kept the door, and brought in Peter. Then saith the damsel that kept the door unto Peter, Art art not thou also one of this man's disciples? He saith, I am not. And the servants and officers stood there, 
who had made a fire of coals, for it was cold, and they warmed themselves, and Peter stood with them and warmed himself. The high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrine. Jesus answered him, I spake openly to the world. I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple whither the Jews always resort, and in secret have I said nothing. Why askest thou me? Ask them which heard me. What, what I have said unto them, behold, they, they know what I said. And when he had thus spoken, one of the officers which stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Answer the high priest. Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why smittest thou? Now Annas had sent him bound unto Caiaphas the high priest, and Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. They said, Therefore unto him, Art not thou also one of his disciples? He, dis- he denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, being his kinsman, whose ear Peter cut off, saith, Did not I see thee in the garden with him? Peter then denied again, and immediately the cock crew. Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment, and it was early, and they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but they but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out unto them and said, What accusation bring ye against this man? They answered and said unto him, If ye were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him unto thee. Then said Pilate unto them, Take ye him and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled which he spake, signifying what death he should die. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end I was born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? When he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and saith unto them, I find in him no fault at all. But ye have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will ye therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? Then cried they all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. And Barabbas was a robber. Okay, so chapter 18 18 here starts with the, the arrest and the capture of Jesus. 
And then they take him to uh, Annas, who was a, uh, the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was a high priest. Before we get really, let me get my notes situated here. Before we get too far into this lesson, I want to go over a few, um, I guess, facts and that deal with the, the regulations and the law of that time uh, that the Jews and the Romans, uh, you know, why was he being arrested and, and the legal processes uh, that go about with it. So we're dealing with two separate entities here, I guess. You've got, on one hand, you've got Jewish law, uh, and this is where the, the Jews, the, the Sanhedrin court, and all this come into play, and, they're, and they accuse him of something, and they have the right to judge and serve uh, you know, punishment, I guess, depending on the law that was broken and uh, the severity of it, I guess. And then on the second hand, you've got Roman law, which is completely separate of the Jewish law. Uh, so in order for the Romans to convict him and serve judgment, you know, there has to be something that he did to break Roman law, and that's what they're uh, they're trying to do here is is do this. So there are several reasons why Jesus was arrested um, illegally, um, and I found some information. Some of this comes from a Samuel Mendelssohn, who is a, a Jewish philosopher and. Bible translator who's written a, a few books. Uh, it's, it's not necessarily a, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's just a, a facts thing. It's not like a um, concordance or, or uh, anything like that. So uh, in the first place, I guess, the first problem we have is that it was... Uh, the trial took place at night. Um, so the first step in the trial was a preliminary examination in private at night before Annas, who had been the high priest. He currently was not a high priest, but he had been a high priest and was the uh, father-in-law to uh, Caiaphas who was actually the high priest that year. And it went, they could select a high priest every year and replace them that way, kind of like, I guess you'd say, congressmen get replaced, uh, or not necessarily congressmen, but uh, other officials that are selected and put into office by other officials. Um, so it was against Jewish law, and all these, and what I, I'm laying out here was Jewish law. None of this is Roman law. This is Jewish law. So number one, it, it took place at night, which was against the law. And uh, number two, the Sanhedrin illegally proceeded to hold its trial of Jesus before sunrise. 
So um, the preliminary investigation that was brought before Annas, uh, the accusers had no evidence whatsoever. Uh, but instead of dismissing the case, they proceeded to hold, uh, I guess you could call it, an illegal court or an illegal trial. So um, it was illegal because criminal cases, uh, according to uh, Mendelssohn, uh, criminal cases can be acted upon by the various courts during daytime only. Uh, by the lesser Sanhedrins, uh, from the close of morning until noon. So the lesser Sanhedrin court could hold trials from dawn till noon, and then the greater Sanhedrin could hold trials from dawn till dusk, till that evening. So the fact that uh, Jesus' trial began at night in the hours of the early morning without any witnesses to defend him was another uh, issue that went against Jewish law. Okay, the Sanhedrin was illegally convened to try a capital offense and they considered whatever they were accusing Christ of, whatever they could come up with, they were accusing him of a capital offense, which means what? What's the capital offense? Death. <clears throat> On a day before the annual Sabbath day. So... Uh, according to Jewish law, no court of justice in Israel was permitted to hold sessions on Sabbath or any of the seven biblical holidays. In cases of capital crime, no trial could be commenced on Friday or the day previous to any holiday because it was not lawful either to adjourn such cases longer than overnight or to continue them on the Sabbath holiday. Uh, the opponents of Jesus were obviously violating their own law by arresting Jesus the day before uh, the Sabbath, Sabbath, which was the first day of unleavened bread. <clears throat> the trial of Jesus was also illegal because it was concluded in just one day. One day is all it took and not even the whole day at that. Jewish law states that a criminal case resulting in the acquittal of the accused may terminate the same day on which the trial, uh, uh, <clears throat> trial may begin. So a criminal case might. But if a sentence of death is to be pronounced, it cannot be concluded before the following day. So in a case of capital punishment, um, or accusations of a capital offense, it could not be concluded in one day. This was to allow for sufficient opportunity of, uh, for any witnesses in support of the accused to present themselves, but the court did not allow Jesus this opportunity. The indictments against Jesus were false and unproven. Uh, the court pronounced sentence on Jesus with no real supporting evidence. The only evidence presented by witnesses to the court was given by false witnesses. 
and their testimony was not even used in the court in sentencing Jesus to death. So the two false witnesses testified that Jesus said, I will destroy this temple made with hands, and within three days I will build another made without hands. This comes from Mark 14:58, And the religious leaders used this statement as an indictment. But the piece of evidence was not actually what Jesus said. He didn't say the words that is made with hands. Jesus was not referring to the physical temple of Herod, which is kind of how they were going to tie it into Roman law. Uh, but uh, he was referring to his own body, which would be raised in the three days after his death. <clears throat> All right, the question the high priest asked Jesus had nothing to do, had actually nothing to do with the indictment himself or the accusations. <clears throat> Jesus was... Uh, indicted on the false charge that he would destroy the physical temple and rebuild it in three days. But the court actually condemned him uh, with another, uh, I guess you could say another matter or another accusation altogether that had nothing to do with this statement that was brought forth by two false witnesses. Um, so the high priest, uh, he said, tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. He said, it, uh, Christ said, it, it is as you said, nevertheless, I say to you hereafter, you will see the man of, the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes, saying, he has spoken blasphemy. Okay, so now... They're accusing him of blasphemy. <clears throat> and, uh, and then the high priest says, What further do we, do we need uh, witnesses for? In other words, he said it himself. We heard it. There's no need to even bring any other witnesses in. You know, he's guilty. Um, and then they answered and said that he is deserving of death. And all this is, can be found in Matthew twenty six sixty three through 66. So then Jesus was indicted on one charge, tried on another, and then immediately condemned on his own testimony. Uh, and then Jesus' testimony itself was not even proved to be blasphemous because Jesus did not refer directly to himself. Uh, he just merely said the Son of Man. The court did not seek to prove who the Son of Man was. They believed, of course, that Jesus meant himself. And all through his ministry, the religious leaders asked him who he was. Um, and uh, Jesus answered them, I told you, you do not uh, who I am, but you do not believe who I say I am. But as soon as Jesus gave an indirect statement at the trial, they did not doubt whom he was. They did not believe him during the three years of his ministry. And now all of a sudden at his trial, they believe who he says he is. 
the blasphemy which the the Torah, which I went over what the Torah was uh, back several chapters ago in one of my lessons, uh, but it, it's the you know the the legality the Jews it's kind of like the Constitution for the Jews or the Bill of Rights. It presents laws. The Torah mentions bla- blasphemy uh, as a literal cursing of God or a direct defiance of Him. And Jesus certainly never did that. So the, you know, accusation or the charge of blasphemy was uh, incorrect, completely illegitimate. Uh, And most important, Jesus was the Son of God, so his testimony was true and not blasphemy. All right, the condemnation of Jesus by part of the Sanhedrin was illegal because those who might have voted against his condemnation was not there. So the courts, or the court, the uh, whatever you want to call it, his trial, uh, none of it didn't even contain the the full Sanhedrin. They left out those who might show sympathy for him. Um, it was unanimous by all those who had gathered for the meeting uh, that he was guilty. And uh, there was no investigation, no examination to see if he did or did not blaspheme. blaspheme. They just, you know, kind of... We all know... They wanted this, so they were going to make it happen one way or the other. Um, and what strikes me when you were reading, I had never noticed that when Jesus said, I am he, that they, they fell down. The people that were, the mob fell down. Did you notice that? Um, you talk about when they went to get him. When they went to get him. You know, they were after him with the mob. They, they were startled. Yeah, they knew. And, and it scared them because... This is, this is slaughter. This is not... There's no justice in this. And it's like he's being slaughtered in every way as, you know, prophecy. So he was led as a lamb for the slaughter. Is that kind of what he says? And, and too, it's like they're, they're turning the truth into a lie. Absolutely. And... and to, and I'll go over this a little bit more in depth when we get into the verse by verse, but uh, talking about uh, the band of soldiers that came to get him, uh, this word actually means cohort, uh, which indicates a contingency of several hundred men. So we're not talking about, you know, a few soldiers and and some of the high priests come. We're talking about several hundred men. So what does that tell you about what they thought about what he had the ability to do? Um, and he could have, but he didn't. Yes. That's, that's what we have to 
and I'm trying to find where I, I had it here. I can't find it, but it says when it says that he they they fell back or fell down, um, it just from what I've read and studied, it was just more of a they were scared and it was a shock when they were actually that close to him. I don't think they actually wanted to get that close to him. And then when they found out who it was, it shocked them and scared them because they were unprepared. They didn't have their swords drawn or anything like that. They basically they they were defenseless and it scared them so they, you know, they all kind of you know, I picture it as, you know, when you're you got like say I had a, a group of people surrounding me and something startles me and I jump back, then I hit everybody else behind me. You know what I'm saying? That's how I picture it as what kind of happened there. And then they they drew their swords. <clears throat> All right. And uh, so I sim uh a unanimous verdict of guilt that is rendered on the day of the trial has the effect of an acquittal. And um, so the verdict against Jesus was uh, unanimous, although the law required at least one of the council to serve as his defense, but no one did. Um, Furthermore, the high priest, he tore his clothes at the trial, which is referenced in, in Mark's account, Mark 14.63 and Matthew 26.65. And um, according to the Torah, the high priest was forbidden to tear his clothes. It states, uh, he who is the high priest among his brethren on whose head the anointing oil was poured and who is consecrated to wear the garments shall not uncover his head nor tear his clothes. And that can be found in Leviticus 21.10 and Leviticus 10.6. So the high priest actually violated the law himself. Um, why do you think he tore his clothes? Anger. Frustration. So it's it's kind of like an expression of passion and anger, you know, just a show of emotion, I guess you could say. Um, so, and the high priest did this, uh, tore his outer garment uh, for the very purpose to stir up emotion and to prejudice others to influence how they think. Uh, Jesus, you know, he didn't, when he replied to them, I guess they thought it was kind of in a smile, like, 
And that consensus was unanimous. Joseph must not have been included in this illegal meeting. And then also there's, no, uh, there's not a record that Nicodemus agreed with the record. If you remember, he said, we know, or he told Jesus that uh, in John chapter 3, verse 2, we know that you are a teacher come from God. So here's two men that, good, good men, that may have defended Christ who were not, I don't know if you could say, invited, uh, but they were definitely not included in this, you know, trial. What eventually did happen? Does anybody know their Jewish or Roman history? What eventually did happen? Yeah, the Roman-Jewish War. So the Ro- eventually that did happen, didn't it? They, uh, <clears throat> right. What does the word expedient mean? Expediency. Quickly. Fast. um, Efficient. So why do you think uh, these leaders, if you want to call them that, these, these people, they wanted to do it quickly? That's true. That's part of it. They had the mob mentality, did they not? And that is based on emotion. And when you get emotion, people emotional, and this whole mob mentality going, what happens when you take a break? You start, people start thinking, you you calm, you calm down and then maybe start thinking a little bit more rational. People get dramatic. Yes. Like when Taurus. Yeah. Dramatic. Yeah. And that like I said, that was one reason he did it, to get stir up some emotion. So they had to strike quick and do it all 
I guess you could say, all at once so that they had this emotion and mob mentality and wouldn't lose that because if they did, they felt like there's a chance that perhaps it might not happen. But we all know even Christ knew it was going to happen. But that's what these leaders, that's why they wanted to do it quickly. Oh, yeah. Well, they feared the, the people that were following Jesus rallying behind them. This was their own way. They did it quickly. And almost like quietly, without, you know. Um, this. Just let people be people, didn't he? That's right. All right. Well, uh, we'll stop there. Does anybody have any more questions or comments, real quick? Okay. Yeah, there was no.